0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Father's Day. To those of you here who do not know me, I am Alan. You ask, why am I giving you my thoughts on reflections on Father's Day? Well, I'm here at the invitation of Father Trout. You see, in his infinite wisdom, he decided that for the Father's Day masses, Actual fathers should get up and give their reflections on how fatherhood and how God has helped shape shape our lives. I am somewhat older than the other fathers who are speaking today. I, too, am a father of four. However, I am also a grandfather of eight. Now a few words on how God has entered into my life. I've been a St. Joe parishioner for about 50 years and an usher at the 1230 Mass for about 30 years. Excuse me. And no, I have never been on the altar as a speaker before. But relax. My comments will last for only about five or six minutes. (laughs) I was born on July 2nd, 1935, to Lyman and Catherine Bookert in the small farm community of Richmond, Illinois. Yes, assuming God will let me, I will be 84 years old in a couple of weeks. I'm also wondering why God is doing to me what he is doing. You see, for most of my adult life, I was a little over six feet tall and weighed 180 pounds. However, now that I am approaching senior status, I'm five feet, nine inches tall and weigh 220 pounds. I don't know how that happened. I am the oldest of three sons born to my mom and dad. (coughs) Excuse me. Unfortunately, my mother died when she was either 39 or 40 years old. I was 16 years old and my brothers were 12 and 10. Life was hard for my father. He had no idea what was coming his way. In a normal family, three brothers would be bickering and fighting for parents' attention. That didn't happen, though. My brothers actually took a liking to me. You see, because I was the oldest, I could do things for them. And the reason I could do things for them I had a driver's license. (laughs) I left Richmond after my senior year and never really returned. I went to Knox College in Galesburg, Illinois. After Knox, I, I went to Chicago, got a job in the financial division of a company called U.S. Steel, a giant of a company at that time. After a couple of years, I left United States Steel, and I got a government job. Didn't even have to apply for that job. You see, they sent me a letter insisting I go to work for them. The first thing they did for me was they gave me a uniform, boots, a helmet, and sent me to Fort Hood, Texas and gave me specialized lessons on how to become a good soldier. Apparently I learned well as I got a promotion. Yes, They sent me to Germany for a couple years. To protect myself when I got to Germany, they gave me a big gun, a lot of ammunition, and to further protect myself, they gave me a knife. However, in the Army, it was called a bayonet to put on the end of my rifle. I carried that gun around for a long time. I was officially working for the United States Army, 3rd Armored Division, stationed in Gellenhausen, Germany. Another soldier stationed in the 3rd Armored Division at the same time I was, was a young man that was born in Mississippi and spent most of his life in Tennessee. I can't remember his last name, but his first name was Elvis. After a couple of years, I got sent home. I took off my uniform, bought a couple of suits, and got a job with a financial company. After I was there for a while, I determined I needed a secretary, so I hired a beautiful, blonde, young German girl. She worked out so well that she got a promotion after a year and became my beautiful wife, the mother of four children and now the grandmother of eight that marriage in october of this year will have endured for 56 years that lady <clears throat> that lady mother and grandmother is here today After our marriage, we lived in Chicago for a couple of years, had two children, and then moved to Libertyville, bought a house, and two children arrived soon thereafter. Money was never a problem in our early years in Libertyville. However, the lack of it was a huge problem. (laughs) How to get more money. I prayed a lot, and I never got an answer from God. Finally, I did get an answer. Get a second job. (laughs) I did, and that second job lasted for 43 years. Our children are now between 45 and 55 years old. They all attended Libertyville schools, got good grades, left home, attended various colleges, got very good jobs, got married, had children, now live in Illinois, Virginia, and Arizona. My wife and I are very proud parents of the accomplishments of our family. So you ask, how did God play a role in our family? Well, he played a huge role. I remember asking God for hundreds of favors the past 50 years. No, I never got any direct answers from him. I never heard his voice. I don't know what it sounds like. I've never seen him personally. I don't know what he looks like. But I know he was there, and I know he heard my wants and and desires. You see, we always had just enough money, just enough food, just enough material things, good health, and our combined IQs let me know he was there for us when we needed him most. I know I didn't get to be 84 years old without help from above. To show my appreciation, I've made up my own prayer of thanks. I say it every morning as soon as I awake. It goes something like this. Dear God, thank you for allowing me to be here again today. Thank you for my life, my wife, my family, and my friends. Please forgive me for the sins that I have committed in my past life. I am truly sorry. I also ask that you give me the ability not to commit these sins in my days remaining. Thank you. Well, now that my allotted time has expired, I'd like to share one more thought with you on how God will impact your future as a father. You see, God's plans for all fathers go back to Adam and Eve. You see, he put a fail-safe mechanism into all fathers' futures. It's a little three-letter word that has worked for thousands of years all around the world. This simple word defining a father's success is spelled M-O-M. Yes, As fathers, we have the wisdom to know that it is mom who really runs the family. Thank you and good luck to all.